Hello, 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 hello. December 22nd, 2014. Welcome, everybody, to Today in Space. How y'all doing? It's a week of Christmas. Are you excited? Are you happy? And happy holidays to everybody else. Uh, I hope you are doing well. I hope uh, the holidays aren't getting you too down. Um, I'm usually pretty high spirits this time of season. So I know a lot of my friends uh, that I've talked to, they have a hard time this time of season, and it's it's not it's not unlikely. Um, a lot of people seem to um, just try not to drink too much. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes into it. There's there's family stuff. There's just just the people in general. I mean, especially if you go shopping. Just if you don't like this, if you have a hard time this season, don't go shopping. Just that's what I do. I just stay. I shop online. I look for everything that I need, and I stay home, and stay away from shopping. That just—it's not worth it. it. It's, you know, you can be any type of person, uh, and there's just like I don't know where these people come from. They—they—they—you never see them the whole rest of the year, but they all seem to come out just for the holiday season to buy things, and then they're gone. They disappear. I mean, they, they have no logic. Some of them, just they, the, the decisions these people make, I mean, never mind walking around with them shopping. Driving with them in Massachusetts? Fuck it. it it's not even worth it. Um, but uh, enough about that. Uh, what are we talking about today? Today in space, we will be talking about uh, the SpaceX uh, launch that didn't happen. Um, why it didn't happen. Uh, it was due to a static fire test that did not go well, uh, and a little something called beta angle and launch opportunities. So we'll, I'll be explaining a little bit of that. Also, uh, I'll be going over uh, today some private companies because uh, I talk so much about SpaceX. Uh, I want to bring uh, the other companies that are doing this as well, uh, other private companies. So the two we'll be talking about are Sierra Nevada Corporation Space Launch Systems, uh, you know, for short, SNC Space Systems, and uh, their Dream Chaser uh, shuttle. And also, uh, we're talking about Blue Origins, uh, which is another company, and they're both working towards making it safer uh, and cheaper for us to go into space. Uh, because right now, uh, if any Jamoke wanted to go into space, um, it's about 200 grand. So, uh, these people are not only making it safer for our astronauts, they're also making it cheaper so that the rest of us can eventually go out and see space for ourselves. Because only hundreds have done it before. So, without further ado, welcome to Today in Space. Today in Alright, so, let's get into SpaceX. So, what happened? What happened? So... Uh, when SpaceX uh, was testing uh, for their CRS-5 mission last week, uh, they always perform a pre-launch dress, dress rehearsal so that uh, they can make sure all the systems are working. Uh, during this dress rehearsal, they do a static fire test to make sure that the engines are working properly. Uh, 
their first test um, it seemed to have accomplished all the goals. The only thing that wasn't correct was that it didn't last the full duration it's supposed to. And the data that they got, you know, according to uh, a press kit that they released on December 19th, uh, they got all the things done, but out of an abundance of caution, they wanted to do a second test. Um, you know, uh, with, with the Antares rocket incident that happened a little while ago, it's totally understandable. Uh, so, basically, they need all this extra time to go over all the data and the testing. Um, and so, they're going to have a second one. But what it does is it pushes the launch opportunity to January 6th uh, with January 7th as a backup in case of weather or any other issues. Um, now, why does it get have to be pushed that far other than the fact that it's the holidays and um, there's other things, uh, other restrictions that I obviously don't know about. Um, but basically, uh, the biggest thing is that... Um, the ISS is going to be orbiting through a high beta angle period. Okay, so what is that? So this is where the angle between the ISS's orbital plane and the sun is very high. And so that means that the ISS is being in constant sunlight uh, for about a 10-day period. So during this time, the sun creates, because of its exposure in the sun all that time, there's a bunch of thermal and operational constraints that happen. So the constraints, you know, my guess would be uh, thermal expansion because uh, normally it's it's not in this high period of exposure to the sun. So the things that would usually work are now, you know, holes would be bigger, uh, a whole slew of things. I, I would need, not even have enough time in this 25, 30-minute episode to even explain everything. But Basically, all those constraints prohibit Dragon from being allowed to berth with the ISS. So that period is from December 28th to January 7th. So um, that means that during that time, like, don't it's not even worth sending Dragon up there. Um, now, some of you might have caught that, uh, you know, I said the other launch would happen uh, January 6th. Now, if they launch January 6th, Dragon would birth on January 8th, so they would still be okay because it takes that long to get into orbital position, make sure everything's okay so they can make their approach to birth with the ISS. I like that, birth. Um, B-E-R-T-H, not uh, B-I-R-T-H. That would be weird. Um, but uh, so they had a successful static fire on the 19th, and they're looking very, very happy to move forward and launch after the new year. So that's that's essentially what happened with SpaceX. Uh, so everything's looking good. Um, just being on the safe side. Uh, don't want to lose a bunch of money and experiments um, just to get something off when really you could just wait. Um, now, the resupply is very critical for the ISS because the last Antares uh, mission to resupply didn't happen. But uh, they should be okay until uh, January eighth at the earliest to get their supplies all right so the first private company uh we'll talk about that is not spacex uh is the sierra nevada corporation space systems uh they are not only involved with the dream chaser which is what we'll be talking about today but they're also involved with spaceship one and spaceship two's uh hybrid engine 
which we'll also bring up later. Um, but to get into it, uh, the Dream Chaser, what is it? So the company states the Dream Chaser as a reusable lifting body spacecraft that can carry up to seven crew and also cargo to and from low Earth orbit, including the transportation of NASA astronauts to and from the ISS. It was derived from the designs of NASA's HL-20. So before we go any further, let's go back and find out what that was and where the Dream Chaser came from. Back then, in space. So the date is June 22nd, 2011, uh, from an article entitled HL-20 Model for Personal Launch System Research a lifting body concept from NASA.gov. Uh, NASA was researching and attempted to engineer an, an enhanced lifting body candidate for manned orbital missions. In other words, they were looking for another option to bring astronauts and equipment into orbit around Earth and to and from the International Space Station. The concept, designated HL-20, was designed for low operations costs, improved flight safety, and conventional runway landings just like the shuttle. Uh, it was meant as a complement to the space shuttle and was being considered in 2011 in addition to the manned launch capability of the United States for three main reasons. Uh, number one uh, would be assured manned access to space. You know, the U.S. needs another way of getting people and valuable small cargo, uh, for example, supplies, scientific experiments, etc., to low Earth orbit and back should <coughs> the space shuttle be unavailable. Uh, as we know today, it is not. Um, number two, uh, enhanced crew safety. Uh, the PLS uh, would not have main propulsion engines or a large payload bay, the HL-20, uh, which is unlike the space, space shuttle. Uh, this would make it a small, compact vehicle. So due to the size... The article states that it becomes more realistic to design an abort capability to safely recover the crew during critical phases of launch and return from orbit. So what they're trying to say here is that a small compact vehicle makes it a lot easier for them to design an abort capability um, so that they can get their men and all the you know, uh, supplies to safety uh, during parts of the flight and the launch should something go wrong, like something did with uh, Challenger. So um, having it smaller means that they could actually design it. That's all that really means. Um, because having the big, big shuttle like it was, uh, you can't just shoot something away from it really quickly without completely changing the whole design of the entire thing or uh, ripping it to shreds. Um, so that's why they like the small size. Moving on, number three uh, would be affordable costs. So a small vehicle design um, that uses uh, technology that's already available means that uh, the HL-20 is projected to have a low development developmental cost. Which this is, again, 2011. Uh, also, uh, with subsystems being simple and an aircraft approach to ground and flight operations, the cost would greatly be lowered. So again... What does this mean? Uh, so if all the wiring, all the software, and all the hardware that runs the PLS can be simplified, that will drop costs automatically. Uh, if the PLS can land like an aircraft using runways and use the same operations that aircraft used to land, then 
again, the cost drop. So that the, this is all what they were planning uh, from it. So let's go back to today and and see how Sierra Nevada Corp Space Systems did with Dream Chaser. So we're back to 2014, and uh, SNC Space Systems Dream Chaser has developed was developed with help from years of developmental analysis and wind tunnel testing uh, from Langley Research Center. And from the looks of it, the Dream Chaser has nearly accomplished all the goals that the HL-20 was intended to do. Uh, it's launched vertically atop a United Launch Alliance, or ULA, uh, Atlas V launch vehicle. Uh, and it looks so similar to the movie Interstellar. My guess is that Dream Chaser influenced the design in that movie. But I have nothing to back that up. I'm just That's just a gut feeling from, from watching it. And since the Dream Chaser has yet to launch aboard an Atlas V, I would guess it would look pretty similar to the launch of the movie. Um, of course, without the ring system and going through a wormhole. Uh, because this was designed specifically uh, for orbital flights. Uh, it's not designed to go planetary, uh, between planets. Uh, so it's capable of free flight in low Earth orbit and can dock with the International Space Station. Uh, and it can also go to other orbital destinations. I don't know what those are, um, but it can. So that's a good thing. Uh, it will have very low G reentry, about one and a half Gs. And that's intended not only to protect the scientific experiments uh, and the return samples, but more importantly, to protect the crew. Uh, it will have a low-impact horizontal landing, a.k.a. think how a plan lands, lands, that's horizontal landing, and it can be done on runways that already exist. Um, you would be able to launch and land with many more opportunities than are available today. Uh, with landing operations that can occur on runways, you automatically can have more landing opportunities. Uh, also, uh, the non-toxic propulsion systems and onboard propulsion systems uh, are, are a plus. The onboard propulsion system is from uh, the Spaceship 1 and Spaceship 2 hybrid rocket motors. Uh, so they'll be using those with it as well. And it's designed for simple maintenance and quick turnaround. So from landing to launch, um, very, very short amount of time and cost to get it to fly again. Uh, so, you know, Space Exploration Systems, uh, SNC, uh, they've successfully completed all the commercial crew development program milestones on time, and they've been within budget. So right off the bat, <laughs> bravo, guys. Uh, they won two NASA Commercial Crew Development Awards, uh, and that, that totaled $100 million. Uh, they also won Commercial Crew Integrated Capability Award, uh, CCICAP. Uh, <laughs> you just love these anagrams we all have. Um, and that totaled uh, $212.5 million. Um, on December 14th, 2012, two years ago, um, SNC Space Systems also won a $10 million contract to help pay for the certifications that would make the Dream Chaser certified by the government to enable the ISS... Uh, with transportation services. Sorry about that. Um, so, you know, from in 2012, it really looked like the Dream Chaser was the one that was going to be picked. Um, and if anyone caught the, uh, in September, there was a Launch America broadcast from NASA. Um, and they were going to be giving out officially the big awards, uh, which these awards would help NASA and the U.S., um, to, to launch from American soil again, because since the space shuttle ended, 
we lost our ability to send astronauts into space, and we've been relying on Russia to send astronauts into space. Um, the, the, the main issue with that, take all the political crap away, the main issue with that is it is extremely expensive to send astronauts on somebody else's ship. It just is. Um, there's, there's a number um, out there, what it was per person, like basically per seat, and it's ridiculous. I think it's the same cost in fuel. Um, and it's not Russia's fault. They, they shouldn't have to lower their price. That's just what it was. So we want to send our own guys on our own ships from our own soil. Uh, and they want to do that by 2020, uh, sorry, 2017. So my guess is that NASA saw Boeing and SpaceX because they got the two big awards, Boeing the larger, uh, SpaceX the other one. Um, I think the SpaceX got $100 million. Um, Could be wrong. But so they got the awards uh, where Dream Chaser really was part of this commercial crew program from, from the beginning, more or less. Um, but I saw, you know, sorry, it seemed that NASA made their decision based on not only, uh, the capabilities, but we need to get this done by 2017. So what's 2017? What does that mean? So 2017 is when all these international contracts we have with the International Space Station, with all the other countries for launching stuff. That's the time that if we can't do it on our own then we start losing out on those contracts and there's big, big money for every day that you don't deliver after that contract. So this is a must. This has to happen. And uh, my guess is they saw Boeing and Spex, SpaceX, the two companies who could get the U.S. into space by itself from its own soil safely and cost-effectively by 2017. Now, the Dream Chaser, I personally think it will be a very, very valuable thing. Um, they, uh, Sierra Nevada Corp, uh, put in, um, they're fighting the bid uh, against um, NASA for, for not getting the money. Um, I don't really know what's up with that, um, but my guess is they put all this money for the commercial crew, and the commercial crew is now going to SpaceX and Boeing. So I think they're wondering, is is are we cut now? Are we not getting the money? Because I'm guessing they assumed, allegedly, that they would be getting that money. Um, they didn't, but um, I think it will work very well if they can get it. Now, the last video I've seen of them, you know, it'll be up on the website, uh, you know, it was a drop test. So they, they brought the Dream Chaser up in a helicopter and let it go, and then the automatic flight simulate or no, the flight system landed the plane uh it looked like it worked very well it, it looked beautiful it was gliding perfectly making it was right down the middle of the runway the only problem is that uh the, there was an anomaly now the anomaly was that the left landing gear didn't come out so uh the dream chaser crashed uh on landing but everything else went perfectly fine um so all I have to say is good luck to Sierra Nevada, uh, Corporation Space Systems. Um, I think your design is going to be huge for later. Um, but for now, uh, I'm looking towards SpaceX um, for the for the push. Um, 
you know, it's tough to, it's tough to be involved with a program <laughs> that's, that's dependent on a whole bunch of other people when you can have one company do all the work. Um, but keep your heads up and keep bringing that dream chaser. I want that thing to fly. All right. So the second company is Blue Origin LLC. Uh, this is uh, a company that was started by uh, the founder of Amazon.com, Jeff Bezos, and it's uh, you know its company statement is that it's developing technologies to enable human access to space at dramatically lower cost and increased reliability. This is a long-term effort, which uh, they are pursuing incrementally, step by step. Uh, they're currently focused on developing reusable launch vehicles utilizing rocket-powered vertical takeoff and vertical landing technology. So what first got me to look at this place uh, was uh, a video of, uh, it's a test of their, let, let me see here, what is it called? Ba -ba 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 -ba. Let's press back. Okay, so it's the pusher escape system rockets uh, from the crew capsule. So uh, it's, a, it's a video of their test. So... This thing, uh, I'll have it up on the website. I just have to mute it here. Um, so the thing starts off, and it's tiny. It's 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 very small, and uh, <laughs> it's from October nineteenth, two thousand twelve, in West Texas. Um, it does this countdown, and then all of a sudden, the thing just just blows by with these you know huge huge force. Um, but I think what really, uh, I was watching with my brother, he, he even said this, I think it's just the fact that it's so small that it looks so shocking. But um, what that's going to do uh, is hopefully demonstrate a key safety system for their suborbital and orbital flights. So they want to do both of those. They want to do um, suborbital, which is, you know, just the edge of space, which is really what... Um, uh, Virgin Galactic is trying to do, um, you know, go to the edge of space and provide astronauts with a view of the curvature of the Earth uh, and, and, as they say, the beauty of our planet. Um, and the crew capsule will land under parachutes near the launch site. Um, their orbital missions um, is to create uh, reusable launch vehicle technology. So first stage uh, reusable rockets. Mm. Sorry about that. Um reusable first stage rockets um, because basically they just toss these things away afterwards, which is, which is the same concept really that SpaceX is going after. Um, but check them out. Uh, it, they're at uh, blueorigin.com uh, and uh, I'll have the video up or the link to the video. Uh, I think it's really cool. Um, I, I like watching the test videos. It's just crazy how much power behind these things. Um, but that's about it for Blue Origins. I don't know too much about them, but I, I will be researching more. But definitely take a look at them. Um, they're important. Just as SpaceX is important to pushing, pushing NASA, I think these other companies are important to push SpaceX so that we can, this space race, commercial space race, can continue to happen and bring costs down, bring safety up, and get us all closer to space. So... Um, well, I guess we'll talk a little bit more about beta angle. So, uh, the beta angle, uh, if, if we go back to talking about, uh, the space shuttle, uh, it was a big, big thing about with the missions back, uh, when they were flying from 1981 to 2011. Um, 
And kind of the short of it is, is that uh, there's periods referred to as beta cutouts. And that's when the shuttle could not safe to, safely be launched the ISS, just like uh, SpaceX uh, couldn't launch the ISS. Um, and so basically they would send the thing up there and during these uh, cutouts, uh, they'd have to roll the, um, the shuttle like a rotisserie. Um, and that was when the beta angle was greater than 60 degrees, uh, when it wasn't docked. Uh, and that was so that the, the thermal stuff uh, wouldn't mess up um, and expand all the stuff. So the rotisserie mode, you know, slow cooking, that kind of thing. Um, and so basically, that's where we, we really learned about that beta cutout. Um, and that basically, with the shuttle, you kind of leave it up there. But now, um, if, if you launched and waited, I mean, this one uh, is a 10-day window so you'd have to if you launched you know on october 28th you'd have to wait till uh the 7th to even get in there and you'd just be rolling so once again way better just to wait uh than to actually just go along with it uh so that's it for today um i want to give you guys a little bit uh something a little christmasy so i was a trumpet player still am uh, but in high school, uh, we would uh, play Christmas songs. Uh, so one of the most famous ones, you know, uh, with the clapper and then the horse whinny at the end. So uh, that song we used to play all the time. Uh, and the horse whinny is done by a trumpet player. Um, I think it's on the first player trumpet part, but it doesn't have to be the first trumpet player. It's really anyone who can do it. Um, it's really simple. Um, I kind of just figured it out. I was kind of just playing around with the trumpet and uh, got it to work. But I'll do a few, and then uh, I'll explain what's actually going on. Let me get prepared here. All right. So... All right. So uh, that was a little cruddy. I'll do one more. But uh, basically, I'm just... Pressing the valves halfway down so uh, the air kind of gets muted inside the trumpet. And then I'm just kind of shaking it a little back and forth uh, so that my lips kind of create that hoarse neighing sound. So one more time. And that's it. Um, that's how they do that sound uh, for Christmas. So uh, I hope... You all enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope you all have a great week. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Holidays. Uh, and just enjoy yourself, guys. And stay safe. Don't drink too much. And, uh, of course, you know, have a great time. And we'll be back next week. Before the new year. Bye, everybody.